Welcome to Pennsylvania in Focus. I'm Eliana Kernodal, standing in for Kristen Smith today. And joining me is Anthony Hennon, Pennsylvania reporter for the Center Square. How are you, Anthony? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing pretty well. So, Anthony, you wrote about Biden announced that he will be visiting East Palestine, Ohio. Can you give us the details? Yeah, uh, well, I wish I could. So yesterday, President Biden announced that he'll be coming out to East Palestine, but the White House has not confirmed when that will be exactly. Um, Of course, the train derailment and subsequent burnoff of uh, five cars filled with vinyl chloride, that happened February 3rd. Uh, Since then, we've seen Pete Buttigieg, who is the Secretary of Transportation, and the EPA Administrator Michael Regan have made trips to the area, but Biden has not. Um, Last March, he vowed to go at some point, quote unquote, and now that's looking like he's finally living up to that. But the White House has not confirmed a date just yet. Reaching out to Ohio officials, they also have been mum on when that will be. But eventually, you know, Biden is looking to fulfill that vow he made about a year ago. And so leading up to that, you know, the Biden administration has really been highlighting exactly what they've been doing. Um, Michael Regan, during a press call yesterday, said, for many, it's been a year of fear, a year of uncertainty, and a year of change. We recognize that times have been very challenging. He then detailed a, uh, quote, whole of government response to hold Norfolk Southern accountable and to restore the area around East Palestine. And so, you know, they they listed, uh, you know, all the contaminated soil that they've removed from the area, all the, they said there was 43 million gallons of wastewater that they shipped out to treat, and they've taken almost 50,000 air samples, as well as going into dozens of homes to clean them. But this hasn't really assuaged, I suppose you could say, the concerns of residents. Let's get into that a little bit more. How do residents feel about the response of the Biden administration to this in the past year? Yeah, I mean, I think overall looking at it, you know, there's been a definite lack of a proactive approach. Locals have been very skeptical and very harsh on how state officials and federal officials have really handled this. Less than a month after the disaster, residents were calling the official response pathetic, really citing that they were, you know, abandoned by officials, left in the dark. They would have trouble, you know, even contacting someone to report something to. Often they would be given, you know, oh, you need to call this number and then you'll be connected to resources. And sometimes the number they were given, no one would pick up. Other times the resources just kind of a vague, you know, go to this website sort of thing or contact this state agency. So that was frustrating them. And then by the end of March, those feelings hadn't really changed. You know, they weren't ne- people when I was out there talking with them, they weren't necessarily hostile to the EPA. You know, a few are as a few always are. But generally, it was this belief that, you know, the EPA, they're not in the pocket of Norfolk Southern. You know, they're trying their best. There was nothing but distrust and basically disgust at Norfolk Southern for the accident. But residents were still demanding more testing of, of the soil, of the air, of the water, because we would get instances where you know farmers would have to come and really persuade EPA officials to come out or to send independent testers to take soil, air, water samples, even though you know they saw the smoke plume roll over their area. I mean, you look in Enon Valley, which is a few miles outside of East Palestine, farmers really had to cajole officials to really come out and take their concerns seriously. And so things like that really made it difficult to build trust. Again, you know, people didn't exactly 
distrust local officials. But when you're coming into the region from outside and you're not really, you're having troubles with transparency or with making it easy for residents to get help or not really outreaching to residents in the first place. The inevitable result of that is people are going to get very skeptical and very cynical, especially in a region like Appalachia, where people understand the economic power is not where they are. The political base and political power is not where they are. So you get the situation where they already expect officials to ignore them and then officials not doing more really just cements that view. And so by the time of summer, you had still a lot of dissatisfied locals saying we need more transparency of like what's going on. We need more information and we need more testing. But by then you had government officials saying, oh, we've done the testing. You know, we've done these tests. We don't need to worry about this. But I mean, one of the fundamental issues here was locals were saying, oh, they're testing for these four or five chemicals, but they need to be testing for these 15 or 20 chemicals. And, you know, to the EPA's point, at a certain point, you're testing for things that aren't necessarily there or testing for things that may have been there already. And you're just picking up things that are already in the soil. So it's not an easy job either way that you cut it. But there were concerns coming from academic researchers who had made multiple trips out there. Andrew Welton of Purdue University was really making this argument that, you know, they're testing the air, they're testing the soil, they're testing the water. But they're not going inside homes in East Palestine or homes in the area and testing for contamination because that smoke wafting through from the burn, you know, it can get stuck and contaminate wallpaper, couch fabric, clothing, and you didn't necessarily see as much action or as much pressure to really do that. So residents over last year have really been emphatic of saying, you know, we need more to be done. And granted, at a certain point, there's going to be some people you can never convince, persuade, or really assuage their concerns and their anxiety. Um, Because, you know, when you go through a traumatic event like this, people are going to be very reluctant to believe some things. At the end of the day, I think a lot of residents were expressing this concern of the state government and the federal government could have done more, even if they could have been wasting this money, or even if this extra effort wouldn't have really panned out to anything it still would have built up morale. It still would have built up a lot of trust that is really missing. So Biden coming to the region, I think it might help a little bit. But at the same time, you know, it's a year later and you're going to get a lot of people cynical about this, especially in an election year, in a year where Pennsylvania and Ohio play a big role. You know, the damage is done. And I think it's going to be very difficult for officials to really come in and say a year later, you know, we're doing all that we can. We've brought a whole of government response. Uh, Because from a lot of people, either on the left or on the right, those promises or those assurances really fall flat. Well, thank you for your insights on this story. That's all the time we have today. Readers can keep up, listeners can keep up with this and more at thecentersquare.com. For Anthony Hennon, I'm Eliana Kernodal. Please subscribe and thank you for listening. Learn from creative experts. At Skillshare, classes are taught by industry leaders excited to share their tools, techniques, and professional journeys with you. Follow the link in our show description to join Skillshare today and get one month free.